This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 201, Five Crucial Reasons to Carry a Moral Compass, by Leah McClellan with GoodLifeZen.com. Hey everyone, and welcome back for another week of episodes here on OLD Relationships. For those of you who may be new here, this is the show where I narrate from some of the best relationship blogs in the world every weekday free of charge. We cover a wide range of authors in hopes to provide as many different viewpoints as possible on topics regarding dating, marriage, and parenting, just to name a few. So, if there's an author you have in mind or a topic that you haven't yet heard me cover here on the show, we'd love to hear your recommendations. Also, if there's absolutely anything that you feel I can improve upon as a host, I'd love to hear those suggestions too. I know it's not always easy to hear criticism, but I want to make this experience as enjoyable for you as I can, so I truly appreciate any positive or negative feedback you may have. To get in touch with us via email, come by oldpodcast.com and use the contact form provided. Thanks a ton in advance, but first, let's hear today's post and start optimizing your life. 5 Crucial Reasons to Carry a Moral Compass by Leah McLellan with GoodLifeZen.com This morning, I took advantage of warmth and sunshine to do some early spring cleanup in my front lawn. A few dried-out clumps of tall ornamental grasses should have been cut back in the fall, and their long stalks have been blowing around the neighborhood all winter. It was time to take care of business. I raked and picked up in my neighbor's yard first, all the while hoping they wouldn't come home. The relationship has been strained. I don't know what's going on, but their attitude towards me has gone into negative territory, and for my own peace of mind, I've kept a polite distance. I've felt a little hurt and annoyed, but that doesn't mean it's okay for my ornamental grasses to be scattered like hay all over their lawn. A small part of me didn't feel like doing them any favors. But this wasn't a favor, it was a responsibility. The dried-out grass stalks were mine, ergo it was my responsibility to clean it up. Very simple, cut and dried. I hope we'll be friendly once again, but meanwhile, I might as well keep things as peaceful as possible. Following my moral compass is a big help. I often depend on it. A few years ago, a different neighbor expressed surprise and gratitude that I didn't respond angrily when he complained about my bamboo popping up in his yard. Why should I be angry? I'd been meaning to install a barrier to keep the invasive roots of my little bamboo stand from spreading, but I was too late. It was my responsibility. Again, cut and dried. I dug up the roots, smoothed out the soil, and replanted grass in the neighbor's yard. I also installed the root barrier on my side. Easy peasy. I keep my compass close wherever I go, even while driving. My compass says it's not okay to yell at people or curse at them. Instead, I want to be compassionate. This keeps me in line when someone lays on the horn and flips a finger at me for tardiness after the light turns green. This doesn't mean I don't feel like giving someone an earful sometimes, or that I haven't ever. Far from it. But it's not worth the aggravation. Knowing my ground rules keeps a lot of peace in my life, even during stressful times. I admit it's hard to keep the compass pointing due north when a situation involves someone close to me, someone who can hurt me far deeper than any neighbor ever could. 
But even though I don't always follow it perfectly, my moral compass stops me from going down a path to nowhere, doing or saying something I truly regret. And it also protects me from others who aren't following the same kind of compass that I follow. Do you carry a moral compass? I don't mean a list of rules and regulations based on religion, traditional morality, or rules your parents instilled in you that you follow blindly, though many of those guidelines are great. I mean a custom-designed, uniquely your own, tailored-to-fit moral compass that you lean on when the going gets tough. Some of the direction points on my compass look like this. Respect others no matter who they are and expect the same from them. Be helpful to others and to ask for help when I need it. Honor promises and obligations and apologize when I can't do so. Stick with honesty and expect the same from others. Acknowledge, validate, or say thanks, whether in person or online. Assume goodness in others and know they're doing their best. And remove myself when someone's best isn't in my best interest. I have many more such guidelines in different categories, public life, friends, close relationships, but you get the idea. I don't always live up to them as well as I might, but if I'm lost, I know how to find my way again. Here are five crucial reasons to carry a moral compass at all times. 1. A moral compass provides guidelines in tricky situations. Let's say you're on a second or third date with someone you hardly know. He's pushy in a way that's uncomfortable. Or she's getting a little too physical way too soon for you. You want to slow things down tactfully, but how? Your moral compass gives you the confidence to say, I really want to know you better first, before things get out of hand. 2. A moral compass can make up for shortcomings. Maybe you're traveling and get lost in a small town where you don't speak the language and nobody speaks yours. What do you do? Rely on courtesy, humility, and respect to ask for help and get you back on a well-traveled road. Gestures and drawing pictures helps too. But more people want to help someone who's pleasant than someone who isn't. 3. A moral compass can keep love alive. In any close relationship, conflicts happen. Lovers get hurt, partners get frustrated, children get angry. Deciding on the right thing to do, no matter how difficult, can mean the difference between a screaming, cursing, blaming session or weeks of silence and a conflict resolved in a way that works for everyone. Of course, you might first need to figure out what the right thing is. 4. A moral compass can protect you. My moral compass says it's not okay to be rude to me, lie to me, speak disrespectfully to me, or treat me poorly in any way, especially not as a pattern or without explanation or discussion. This is often called setting boundaries, and it gives me the confidence to move forward in a situation or to step back or even out. 5. A moral compass can help your business flourish. Morality in business? Sure. Whether it's called business ethics or a moral compass, what company can survive with unfriendly, unhelpful customer service? How long do employees last, assuming they have a choice, if management belittles them, treats them unfairly, or makes unethical decisions? I've heard Steve Jobs was near impossible to work with, but surely the rewards offset the difficulties. Back to the neighbors and my errant grass stalks turning their lawn into a hayfield. Maybe they didn't notice or didn't care. It doesn't matter. I know I'm doing my small part in being a good neighbor. 
Doing the right thing never hurts, and it might help. But if I didn't keep my moral compass in my pocket, I might say, oh, to heck with it. They've been rude to me, so why should I be nice to them? But why feed the flames? I like my neighborhood, and though it's not always Pleasantville, my moral compass keeps it from becoming Nastyville, at least on my side of the street. You just listened to the post titled, Five Crucial Reasons to Carry a Moral Compass by Leah McClellan with GoodLifeZen.com. For those of you who may be wondering, Leah is a writer and copy editor dedicated to peaceful living and helping other writers develop their craft. It's always great to hear from new authors, so thank you to Good Life Zen for letting us share Leah's post with you today. It can be so hard to take the high road in certain situations, especially if someone is rude to you for what seems like absolutely no reason. But in these situations, try to remind yourself that it might have nothing to do with you. Perhaps that person is just having a bad day. So if you can try and empathize with him or her, hopefully it'll help you take things less personally. So thanks again to Good Life Zen for letting us share this post with you today. And again, if you have a topic that you'd like me to cover here on the show, please let us know. You can contact us right at oldpodcast.com. Thank you so much in advance. And that's all I've got for episode 201. Thank you for joining me here today, and I hope to see you again tomorrow with a post from lisamerlobooth.com, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more, from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.